Hey, everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy over there is... I am Chris. And Chris, he always is. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing wonderful. It's uh, week three. I'm excited. Uh, really hitting a stride with our show. We're hitting our stride with fantasy leagues themselves. And uh, yeah, just uh, the the season is in full blast. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing all right. I forgot to tell you this off camera or ask you at least. Uh, hey, Chris, do you want to become an influencer slash a shill? We got an email today saying that we could uh, be an influencer and some shill for some products that we could, uh, you know, try and get people to buy. You want, you're interested in that? Uh, if it's products that uh, pertain to our genre of content and I can use it and tell people what how I feel honestly, then yeah, I would be interested. But otherwise... Seaweed farms, that's what it's for. <laughs> Seriously. Seaweed no, I don't have no idea what it is. Oh, okay. I didn't know you... really... I was at work and I didn't open the email. Was this in your spam folder? No, it just popped up on my phone in the AF, amazing AF, or the amazing FFB at gmail.com. And this is also oh. not a reason to shoehorn the email into the thing. It's just hey. like... It, it is a real thing. If you go and look in the email uh, account, it's there. I'll have to check that later. I was like, oh, that's an interesting email. And then I was like, I wonder what kind of things that we would be kind of um, trying, they would trying to get us to show, you know? like Well, there's podcast hmm. stuff, YouTube stuff, like cameras, mics. Uh, there's... That I would be interested in. Fantasy terms, it might be more like, uh, you know, how people have... Unicorns, uh, you know... <laughs> Not that type of no hobbits, no no swords, no wands, no, perhaps. No, 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 no. No, more like uh you know, content like uh when people sell their draft kit, um, or their their rankings or something, like maybe something like that. Analytics, paywalls, you know, there's a that's a thing. People make money on this, not us, but <laughs> but hey, one day maybe maybe this is the beginning of a new thing of a new thing. Maybe I'll, it's just a, I'll maybe it's email just a back for email. some for some details. We're gonna do all of our business work, uh, like in in episodes. We're just gonna hash there it out. Go. We'll stream it live. No, I'm just kidding. not a good. Plan. Yeah. No. All right, Chris. Uh, so we're amazing fantasy football. We are here to bring you some matchups this week. Um, and talk about some what is supposed to be behind the scenes things in front of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> business emails. Um. Wait, wait, uh, Chris, I believe you have some injury updates for us on some players. You know, maybe we're going to be talking about some Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. Maybe some... Um... I don't have a Barkley update, should I? <laughs> Do we miss one right off the bat? <laughs> I think so. My bad. Uh -oh. I didn't mean to call you out on that. <laughs> no, we went through them off air. Point is... All the things to edit, maybe that part right there. And if right. not, oh well. <laughs> let's go through what I've got, and then we'll... Uh... We'll, we'll see if you we do can that. Now look at Barkley. While you're doing there you it. go. I've got uh, Jarvis Landry was put on IR with a uh, knee uh, MCL. Josh Jacobs did not practice. Uh, had a red non-contact jersey on Thursday. Uh, most of these, I think, all are Thursday orientated in terms of practicing. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. will play. Uh, you know, recovering from Ooh. his ACL. Uh, so that's brand new. Uh, not brand new. I mean, it's a couple hours, but uh, that's news to me. Um, because right before that, it was iffy. Game time, I think, was the term used. Uh, onward. Tua. Turns out he has fractured ribs. He is out. 
Um, mm-hmm. That's all we've got now. Probably Jacoby Brissett will be playing, taking his spot. Yeah, and it didn't look good in the limited time he had, and uh, we'll get to that later in the matchups. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not practice Thursday due, a, due to a non-COVID illness, so probably going to be fine, but let's keep an eye on that. Uh, this one kind of popped up on my radar. Deontay. Uh, why can't I never? I can't. I always just called Deontay, the re- re- wide receiver for Steelers. Uh, Thursday did not practice with a knee. Deontay Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's why I can. That's why I can never remember it. It's Johnson. Big Ben. Uh, speaking of the Steelers, uh, left pectoral muscle was back at practice in a limited capacity Thursday. Darnell Mooney, Chicago Bears wide receiver, limited Thursday with a groin. Tyron Williams, wide receiver, Lions, uh, was put on IR with a concussion. So that was kind of an interesting turn of events there. Uh, That's three weeks minimum. Here's some more IR news from the Texans. Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback, and Nico Collins, the receiver, were both put on IR. Tyrod was a hamstring. Another kind of interesting turn of events there. It's probably just like the new three weeks, let's just make sure you're okay kind of thing. Nico Collins was a shoulder. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Did not practice Thursday with an ankle. I uh, got a little bit of context there for you there. Give me just a moment. Uh, this is from Andrew Kramer on Twitter. Uh, as Dalvin Cook deals with an ankle injury, the throttle is still forward on his workload. Zimmer said, quote, at this stage, it's time to get some wins. Dalvin's a tough guy. If he can't play, then there's a reason why he's not playing. He makes us go. So we'll continue to play him, end quote. So just worth keeping an eye on. Sounds like he's going to go, but, you know, very important player there in fantasy terms. Elijah Mitchell, running back, San Francisco, did not practice Thursday due to a stinger in his shoulder. Trey Sermon, running back, Niners, uh, practice at limited capacity Thursday due to concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins, a.k.a. Tiggins, did not practice Higgins. Thursday. Shoulder, that's back, mm. back-to-back DNPs for him. So me and Josh are both worried there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Dalton uh, is week-to-week with a left knee. He is out. Fields is in this week. More on that later. Uh, Carson Wentz is leaving himself a chance to play with two severed legs. No, I'm just kidding. With two sprained ankles, one of them a high ankle sprain. So, oh Yeah, so he's not going to play. Yeah, shouldn't play. Did you get any update on Barkley there? Um, is that what I was doing? <laughs> yes, yes. Shiny oh, uh, sorry. Uh, so it sounds like he's gonna play. Okay, that's all I got for news and injury Woo-woo. updates. You got a game for us? You got a segment for us today? Uh, I believe it's time to go back to the cause for concern well because it's week nice. two and we probably won't do this every week. Um, no. But it's it's week two, so it's there's some definitely some names to be um, in the COC or CFC kind of um, category there. Mm-hmm. First off, Chris, Ryan Tannehill. What is your level of concern for Mr. Ryan Tannehill? He's averaging 14.9 points per game, and so far on the season, it's only been two weeks, but still, he's the quarterback 26. Uh, we have three options, right? Not concerned at all, mildly concerned, and whatever concerned. level of concern you are. <laughs> uh, I'm mildly concerned, uh, or should he I say, well. I'm getting more and more concerned. Um, I'm wondering if we see, I think there's more on this later too, if, if I remember my notes correctly, that uh, I wonder if we see like a coordinator change somewhere down the line. I just, it, it, offense is a shell of itself. Uh, there was a little bit of 
promised this last week. We'll get in more into that later, but uh, not that much. was mainly based on Derrick Henry. Not yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what Tannehill. I mean. His offense as a whole, but not Tano. In fact, you made a point to his average fantasy points. I think he's literally scored like almost exactly fourteen or fifteen points both weeks. Like he's not only almost averaging 15, that yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. So I, I am concerned. I am. I am. I'm mildly concerned at this point. What about your boy Dak? Uh, not concerned at all. Not concerned at all. I think uh, game plan was a bit different. Uh, I think it's been in two close games. Um, so yeah. game script has played okay. something. To what do about with that. for this week? Uh, Against no, the Philly, I, pretty I good defense. I think still a QB one. Okay, even though he's QB seventeen on the year so far. Yeah, I think he'll be a QB one this week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm a little concerned. What about uh, Felipe Franks? How concerned are you about Felipe's play so far this year? Is that a comic book reference? (laughs) No, this is an actual NFL player, Felipe Franks. Uh, Yeah, not concerned at all because I don't know who he is. I am not concerned either because I didn't know who the hell he was until yesterday. And if you are wondering who he is, he is a backup quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. On to let's what what about Saquon? He's so far Saquon has faced Denver and Washington, who are giving up the second and seventh fewest fantasy points to the running back position. Mm-hmm. How concerned are you on Saquon? I think we had him maybe last week or in a different segment, and I answered something similarly that I am concerned, and that's kind of reason. I think both of us lowered him come draft time uh, in the in our ranks to I don't recall the second round maybe so yeah I'm I'm quite a bit concerned. I am not. I I feel like he's just getting his legs out uh, legs underneath him right now. I think it's a lot of it is them just kind of holding the Saquon back. The Saquon. Um, I think they're holding the Saquon back. You know, they're just really uh, scared about him coming back from injury and everything. And I think after this week against, um, I don't remember who they're playing this week. Uh, Let me see here. They are playing the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Yep. Really? Huh. I have it. I have it. Like, so if, even if Saquon doesn't play well this week, I think it's, it's, he's a definite like buy low guy after this week. On to CH, that would be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He is RB46 on the season, which is only one spot better than Saquon. He's touched the ball at least 13 times per game and hasn't done much. How concerned are you about CH? He was going in early second round. None, a little, a lot. Uh, oh, boy. Pull your yeah. hair out. Level concern. Yeah. Pull, pull my hair out. You know, cue, cue the cue the meme or whatever with the dog in the burning kitchen. Yeah, or I have <laughs> all the worries in the in the world yeah. that this yeah, is it's, just it's it's, it's, not, it's just maybe it's and maybe it's just he's not the the fit that they, we thought he was for the Chiefs. And I kind of wonder if that's it right there. I mean, especially you know, he's better just, receiving backs in the NFL, and he just doesn't get. But I mean, he's touching the ball thirteen maybe. times, and he's done nothing with it. It's just yeah, it's I don't bad, know. Man. I think he's too. I think he's too small for what the Chiefs want to do with their running back. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. what I'm wondering. Let's move on to Jonathan Taylor. He's getting only 50% of the team snaps, and he's averaging a kind of a measly 10.2 points per game. I'm concerned. How concerned are you? 
I'm quite a bit concerned. I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm pretty Both worried. Them. You know, like only like that's the one thing that really, and that's why I pointed it out here, is that he's only getting fifty percent of the snaps. Yeah. Granted, that's an average is... between the two weeks, but it's almost mm. exactly fifty percent. Mm. And the and the offensive line isn't one hundred percent right now. Nope. They're probably gonna have a backup quarterback this week, and if not for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I'm pretty worried about Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Hopefully they hopefully they 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 when that offensive line gets better that they're just going to start feeding Taylor a little bit more but mm-hmm. until then hmm. um Antonio Gibson he is so far the RB28 and you probably he was going as like the RB10 in like PPR. I'm so, going to go with no concern because I think even with Tyler or a, Taylor Henneke. I think it might be a bit of a shot in the arm. I'll I'll just put it that way in you know in, to the offense. I so. am worried. I think I I haven't not liked what Gibson has done, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one. And mm-hmm. if if Henneke doesn't improve, this could be really, I think it's going to be some big problems for Gibson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Javante Williams slash Melvin Gordon? I'm pretty concerned, but I think I was coming into the mm-hmm. season. Um, just because, uh, again, it's 50-50 more or less. And... That's Neither guys exactly separated themselves, and I think I heard something along a stat along the lines of they pass very, very little to their running backs. So both Gordon and Williams, I'm kind of like, well, what the? But they're still top thirty-six guys. I feel like they're still in the flex conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little worried, and th- like like you said, they are they are splitting this workload almost fifty. Like they're almost fifty-fifty mm-hmm. on snaps. They're almost fifty-fifty in workload. Last week, Devonte. I'll get into that more later on. Let's let's sure. keep that for that. What about AJ Brown slash even Julio Jones? A uh, little concerned. Um, I'm kind of loving that it with the Tannehill stuff. Uh, offense doesn't look great. I'd like to see some changes in terms of play calling. Not necessarily the coordinator, but like some urgency. I don't know. More play action. They did get back to more play action in week two, but yeah, I'm a little bit concerned. A little bit. Um, I'm, I am a little concerned, but really not that all that much. So Julio has outscored AJ Brown through the first two weeks. Um, not by a lot, but enough, Mm -hmm. but he has weirdly, uh, but here's the, here's where the Titans, the the opponents for the next three weeks, the Colts, the Jets and the Jags, if they don't get right in, in, in within the first week or two of that, then there are definite problems. And we can revisit this next week if they don't do do something against the Colts, who have been really bad against the pass this year so far. Um, Let's go with a little Calvin Ridley. This is our last one. Calvin Ridley. I think we'll see some improvement. 11.7 points per game this this, uh, so far. I think there's brighter days ahead. No concern. Yeah, I mean, he's got the Giants up ahead uh, this week. And then the football team, the Jets, a bye, and then the Dolphins. So the problem is two or three out of those are going to be either a no matchup or a rough one. So there's some, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about him more in a little bit, I guess. What's your first matchup, Chris? That's a very good question, Josh, because I had that queued up ready to go right off the bat. No, actually, I kind of did. <laughs> Uh, Colts at Titans. Speaking of the Colts, let's play off some of that here. Uh, we've touched on the quarterback situation already. Um, we believe it probably is going to end up being Jacob Eason. 
Uh, either Yay. way, you know, let, let's cut to the chase. I'm benching whomever plays quarterback. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the backs that we need to talk about here. Uh, Quentin Nelson, uh, PFF, has him ranked with a 63.9. That's 31st. That includes a 57.4 run block rating. Um, he's hurt. He's, he's uh, Yeah, he's uh, not playing that 100%. Yeah, so he, he's dealing with his back. Uh, the defense and the O-line are not playing particularly well right now. The Colts are 0-2. Uh, they're eighth worst in points at 40 points. Uh, Hines, we all know, has his role. Um, we alluded to it with the snap count earlier. Uh, the Colts have zero rushing touchdowns at this point. But the Titans are playing pretty bad defense right now. Uh, they're ninth worst in total yards. They've given up the third most passing touchdowns with six already in two weeks. And the fifth most passing yards. Uh, Taylor will see his mediocre snap share about 55% week one, 45% week two. <laughs> Averages exactly out to 50%. 50. <laughs> and the matchup will keep him in the top 36. So I'm going to give him 2.75 stars. Naheem Hines scored 16.5 versus Tennessee. Uh, that might be an average. I believe that's an average. 16.5 points versus Tennessee last year, uh, including 16 targets and two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing between the two games taylor uh was out the second game they played uh and played sparingly in the first so wasn't that uh, in week 17 yep it sure was haha uh, i remembered so i'm actually going to give heinz 3.25 stars so it's a whole half a star more than mr taylor uh we kind of already beat that to death so we'll move on uh zach pascal uh playing virtually the same percent of snaps as Pittman. Uh, that's about mm-hmm. 90 to 91 percent. Uh, Pittman did log a uh, 97 percent week one, so that was higher than the others. But since then, uh, granted, it's only two weeks, it's kind of evened out there. Uh, Pascal is currently the wide receiver 16 in fantasy. Uh, I like Pascal yeah. to keep his storing streak going, but don't go chasing waterfalls left eye after this week. Uh, again, it's kind of comes down to the matchup. Titans are just ice cold on defense right now in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get Pascal three stars and get him in your, maybe in your flex in certain leagues. On to the Titans. Uh, yeah, no other pass catchers that I want to talk about there with the Colts. On to the Titans. We touched on Rand Tannehill a little bit already. He's the QB 26, averaging 14.9 fantasy points. Despite the Titans leading in plays Rand with 147, they are 13th worst in yards per play with 5.3 and the teams with worse averages than them are bad bad offenses like miami atlanta the jets the jags uh green bay with their complete dud in week one so their average is really bad mm-hmm. uh titans are bottom 10 with four turnovers in uh, two games todd dowling new offensive coordinator seems to have uh, worked under defensive-minded head coaches his whole career and he seems a little bit too conservative in my opinion uh the matchup keeps his name i'm uh, sorry keeps Tannehill's name in the conference conversation in Superflex, but i'm benching him in redraft that's going to be two stars uh derrick henry henry bounced back in a huge way as he is known to do uh the beauty of his bounce back performance isn't the three touchdowns or the 182 rushing yards it's that he caught all six of his targets if he gets that I mean, he's the running back one and is having a historic season, just like mark it down. If he's getting five or six targets a game and pulling him in, we'll just, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that's the outlier. Uh, the Colts have given up the 16th most points to fantasy backs through two weeks. Uh, Henry has a nice week. Uh, 4.25 stars. Okay. AJ Brown, uh, Colts give up the six most fantasy points to fantasy wide receivers, but middle of the road in terms of passing yards. Uh, 
Brown had eight and nine targets respectively the last two weeks. I like the offense to keep some momentum going and Tannehill and A.J. Brown to get on the same page. Uh, they got back to more play action last week as opposed to week one. So I'm going to give A.J. Brown four stars. Julio, uh, target totals of six and eight the past two weeks. Been pretty, pretty good. Pretty decent. Uh, just need more converted targets and efficiency from Tannehill. Kind of the theme of the conversation here. And the play caller, again, part of the theme of the conversation. So I'm going to give Julio three stars to get him in your flex there. And no tight ends to talk about here with the Titans. That is it. I have one problem with your uh, Derrick Henry mm-hmm. rating. Mm-hmm. And be- because I'm a Colts fan, I remember what Derrick Henry did in that one week against Cincinnati or Cincinnati in the Indy last year. And that was 103 completely scoreless yards. I believe he even had a fumble in there too. So yeah, it wasn't a good outing. And that was, that was the game without DeForest Buckner or that was the game with DeForest Buckner. And then the game without DeForest Buckner, he went bananas. So I think that, and DeForest Buckner, the last time I checked was going to play this week. So I think, and granted, the Colts defense is not the same as it was last year. They're obviously struggling a little bit, but 4.25 stars. I think you need to, I personally would have them a little bit lower, but it's your matchup and your rating. So I'm just weighing in a little bit. He's coming to get your Colts. Your two, oh, and two Colts. (laughs) Teams, the team's in shambles. It's just injuries and whatever this year. It's, yeah. Anyways, my first that was your matchup, right? Yep. My first matchup is the Atlanta Falcons against the New York Giants. Start with a quarterback, of course. That would be Matt Ryan. Uh, surprisingly, the Giants passing defense is ninth worst in averaging and the average yards per game that they're giving up, which is 287.5 of said passing yards per game. It's a good matchup for Ryan, and he has and he has played some decent defenses so far. And it would have to be more of a super flex league for me to recommend anyone starting Matt Ryan. Right. Maybe like because I mean like I just there's not anyone really missing in, in above him in, in the quarterbacks that I would be like oh well if so and so is out injured you know like Andy Matt Ryan's better than Andy Dalton so I'm gonna give him two point seven five stars as a real solid you know super flex start this week. On to Mike Davis. I'm. I'd rather not start Mike Davis if I don't have to. He's been splitting work with Cordero, Cordero Patterson, mm. and Keith Smith, mm. whoever that guy is. But the Giants have been giving up 126 rushing yards per game, so there's hope. I just, I just don't think that Mike Davis is really all that talented. He had like he had a couple of good games with the Panthers last year, but other than that, he was really kind of just pedestrian. And he's shown that he's that the same with the Falcons. It, it'd have to be a it'd have to be a 14 16 team league for me to recommend starting Mike Davis you know or if you just you're really missing running backs you know you drafted early you Travis Etienne's and whatever Mike Davis I wish you were on my dynasty team hmm. <laughs> that's how bad it, that's how bad it I am uh at running back at least Calvin Ridley hmm. I'm giving him three and three quarter stars really got 10 targets last week and he got you the touchdown to save his fantasy day. Um, until Matt Ryan really starts playing better, I'm really not all that high on, on Ridley. Yeah, he's gonna have some chances, and it's a okay matchup for him. But I'm really guessing that they're the Giants are gonna put Bradbury on Calvin Ridley, or at least for a good chance of the game. So you're not sitting Calvin Ridley, but just don't get them hopes up. 
Russell Gage, I'm only mentioning him because he got seven targets last week. So maybe don't just drop him yet, but it's really close. He's like wide receiver number 100 on the season or something really astronomical like that. But if you can afford the roster spot, maybe just hold on to Gage one more week to see if he turns it around here. Kyle Pitts, you're my you're my you know my natural enemy this season at but he's getting 12 and a half fantasy points per game or, I'm sorry at 12 and a half fantasy points per game. The Giants are giving up the third most points to the tight end. This pains me to say it, but I'm giving Pitts a four star rating this week. He was on the field for 79% of the snaps last week in week two. He only got six targets. But 79% of the snaps, I, I don't remember what it was in week one, but he was at like the low 60s. Like I'm going to say about 63% in week one. So for that to jump up to 79, obviously the the team is, the coaches are feeling a little bit more, maybe it's a little more desperation, but still it's enough to put Pitts out there. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the Giants side of the ball here where I'm going to give Daniel Jones four stars. You might say, did I fall and hit my head? And I didn't, but I wish I would have after this week. Not at all. Um, currently, Daniel Jones is the quarterback five in fantasy football. Yes, he He's is. averaging 25.42 points per game. And the Falcons defense is bad top to bottom. They're like the bottom 10 or whatever. This really makes bad. me puke, but I'm giving him four stars, man. It's I just I can't I can't deny it, man. I really can't. I, I think he's in a lot of people's top twelve this week. The only, the um, only quarterbacks with more rushing yards are Lamar and uh just blanked. Name Yeah, whatever guy. it is, man. He's he's been really good. And he's been decent throwing the ball too. I think this week, this week, this is the week that the Giants unleash the beast with the Saquon. The Falcons are tenth worst against the run, giving up 127 and a half rushing yards per game. I, I want to give Saquon that five stars, but just in case he gets keep, they keep holding him back because of injury. You know, he's still bouncing back from that ACL. I'm going to still give him the respectable four and a quarter stars, and maybe it's more like four, but. I wrote down four and a quarter. Someone stick with it. Kenny G, uh, I think this week the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You saw him at the sidelines oh, yelling at Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. He claims he was yelling at the offensive coordinator, blah, 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 whatever. We've seen this time and time again in football where the, you know, prima donna wide receiver gets all gets all complainy and then they, to appease him, they hyper-target him and he does really well and everything's all right in the world, at least for another day. So I'm giving him four stars. Sterling Shepard, I'm also giving four stars. Not riding the fence here. Sterling Shepard has been good so far. Yeah. And considering that he went in, I want to say it's like like double-digit rounds, maybe. Like maybe maybe at the highest, like like round nine in drafts. You know, through two weeks, Shepard has at least nine targets, seven receptions, and 90 yards in both games. Nice. While I think Kenny G is going to have a a good week this week, Atlanta's defense is bad enough to sustain two fantasy-relevant wide receivers with Kenny G and Sterling Shepard. What's the next matchup, Chris? I've got the Chargers at Chiefs. Herbert. uh, Dallas' defense actually gave Herbert some fits. Uh, He had a bad game. He was sacked twice uh, in each of his first two games. Uh, two picks last week uh, and three on the year. Uh, he gets Kansas City defense, giving up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, though. Uh, but most of that was on the ground to Lamar and company. 
So kind of a different circumstance here with Herbert, more of a pocket passer. But surely the Chargers will have to score to pass, to, you know, pass and score to stay in the game. And Herbie torched the Chiefs in both meetings last year, including his first start uh, and a week 17. Uh, he averaged 306 yards, two passing touchdowns, and rush, one rushing touchdown. I'm going to give him five stars. I'm watching oh. bounce back all over the place. Yep. Uh, a little more uh, love for the Chargers here. Uh, the Chiefs have given up the most yards in the league. Uh, thanks to their league worst 404 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. Consequently, they give up the third Jeepers, most fantasy Jeepers. points. Yeah, consequently, they give up the third most fantasy points to the running back position. Eckler bounced back after zero targets in week one to have nine in week two. Eckler gets it done on the ground and through the air. Five stars. Oh. Keenan Allen, Chiefs give up the 12th fewest fantasy. That's fewest. 12th fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Uh, but, you know, kind of see some of my uh, Herbert analysis there. I see double digit targets for and receptions for Allen here. Four and a half stars. Mike Williams, this game is tied for the highest over-under at 55.5 points, so I feel there's going to be enough to go around here. Williams has played very well and is averaging 11 targets, 86 yards, and one touchdown per game. He's the wide receiver five on the season. I'm going to give him a little more conservative 3.75 stars there, but definitely in the conversation. Sorry, did you say that Keenan Allen was wide receiver five on the season? No, Mike Williams is wide receiver five on the season. That's what I was wondering. Like, I know he's been really good some out of yeah. nowhere, but go, keep, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, keep going. Uh, Jared Cook, tight end here. Uh, the Chiefs haven't given up a touchdown to a tight end yet uh, and played well versus Mark Andrews last week. Kind of a, you know, top, a creme of the creme. Mm. Of the creme? No. Creme de la creme. creme yeah. Creme, creme of the crop. There you go. Uh, but Cook is still in that tight end 12 to 15 dart throw territory in a high scoring affair. He could break that no touchdown streak for Kansas City safeties and linebackers this week. 3.5 Tight end dart throw. Yeah, 12 to 15, like I said. Uh, 3.5 stars. Tight end dart throw. Uh, on to the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes, I mean, what is there to say? Now, I, I feel like we don't give Mahomes much love because, you know, we're always kind of glossing over him. Let's give a little bit of Mahomes love here. Uh, Chargers giving up the second fewest fantasy points to the quarterback exhibition, but Mahomes has gone up against what we, what we believe to be good defenses already in Baltimore and Cleveland and is averaging 340 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and ran one in in week one versus the Browns. I'm going to give him five stars. Clyde Edwards Allaire. Um, time to panic, question mark. We already touched on that very much. <laughs> uh, the Chargers have given up a ton of rushing yards, 324. Bad enough for third worst, but they have given up only 354 passing yards in two games. Good enough for fourth best. So you'd think the Chiefs would lean on the rush a little. Well, the concern is here, Allaire is, has not seen significant targets and was not given the goal line carry. That went to Darrell Williams last week. CEH is averaging 3.3 yards per carry. In this high-scoring affair, I think he can still manage a top 24 finish this week. 2.75 stars. If you, if so, if CEH doesn't get you a top 24 performance this week, are you pushing? Definitely are going you to smashing you. that panic button? Uh, he's, yeah. I mean, in terms of, I think I'm definitely okay. putting him on my bench. I don't think I can cut him yet. But that's just because, you know, the way things no. are selling low and whatnot. You can't cut him. You can't trade him. He's just going to have to ride the pine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I don't have much on Hill and Kelsey, honestly. <laughs> like, I gave all the I don't think there's loans. much to say. They're great. 
He started. Yeah, so I actually gave him both five stars. I mean, Kelsey is just getting targets and t- and red zone touchdowns, and Hill is you know is amazing. So five stars on both of them. Keep putting them in the top five at the, their position. That is the Chargers at Chiefs. You Again. are Mister Five Stars this week, and I am Mister Three Stars. <laughs> did I do it in the last? I tried. I tried to. I tried just to mix it up. Matchup. I really did. Just in that matchup. The second one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're just like you get five stars, and you get five stars. You're the, you're the Oprah Winfrey on the fly, of five stars. On the fly, I lowered Keenan Allen's to four point five. It was five in my notes. Oh, it, it was five stars. <laughs> but then Mike Williams, he got the five stars instead. No, Mike Williams got three point seven five. Thank you very much. No, <laughs> just joking. Okay, let's move on to the Cincinnati. I almost called them the Browns. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cincinnati Joe Burrow, Brown Tigers. He, Sorry. Y- yep. That's a not a thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, Brown. T- poor Tiger. Um, I'm well, trying to look ba- this up. Bengals and who? Bengals and who? The Bengals at the Steelers. Okay, cool. Because I have the Browns. <laughs> I was confused. No, I, I got it mixed up, man. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Um. Anyways... Onto the matchup here as I stall and double check this thing that I'm pretty sure is wrong and I can't find it. So let's just go on with Joe Burrow. Pittsburgh is allowing 20.7 fantasy points per game, which is good for 13th most. I worry about Joe Burrow getting uh, being protected against the, the Steelers' formal pass rush here. But that, that 20.7 fantasy points per game really gives me some hope for Burrow this week. I'm only giving him three and a half stars because I do worry about that that line protecting him. Hmm. Um, on to Joe Mixon here. Would you believe if I told you RBs are only scoring 8.6 fantasy points per game against the Steelers defense? They're only allowing 84 and a half rushing yards per game. Which surprisingly not the lowest. No, Mixon. I'm pretty sure I know who the lowest is. Who is it? Carolina. Right, maybe I don't remember. It's um, Carolina or Tampa? I think it's I, Carolina. I think it's, it's. It's. I think this is third lowest. Anyways, Mixon is getting 16.45 fantasy points per game so far. So there's hope here with Mixon. I know Mixon has a talent to surpass some of these obstacles, but. I really want people to temper their expectations and not let them high hopes get too high. And we need to maybe resort to some of those low hopes for Mixon. So I'm only giving him three stars. I told you I'm kind of a negative Nancy this week. It's weird. Uh, Jamar Chase, he's got a touchdown in each of his first games, uh, first two NFL games. Remember when uh, he couldn't catch the ball and he had all these drops in the preseason? Well, apparently he was just getting him out of the way for this. Yeah, In week one, the Steelers did, uh, kept Stefan Diggs pretty quiet, but then in week two, let Henry Ruggs catch five balls for 113 yards and one touchdown. I'd say Chase has a legit shot at being a startable asset, so three stars. And if Tiggins is not going to play, that goes up to, like I want to say, like a three and three quarters. And I, re- I have Tyler sure. Boyd down here for two and a half, but that easily goes up to a three, if not a three and a quarter, if Tiggins isn't going to play. And I have that written down here, despite a decent week from Boyd against Chicago, I'm putting him into the desperation category. Not if Tiggins doesn't play, though. That's a double negative, folks. Um, I'd much rather start Chase or Tiggins over Boyd, but if Tiggins is obviously not playing, then fire up your Tyler Boyds, you know. Uh, yeah, let's move on to Big Ben here. 
Big Ben is not playing his greatest football in his career. His his line isn't protecting him. He doesn't have the arm strength that he used to, apparently. And to top it all off, I stubbed my toe this morning, Chris. <laughs> for all those, but for reals, he's only completing sixty percent of his passes. To illustrate how bad Big Ben has it, his pocket time, which if people remember from our offensive line show way back when is the time from the ball being snapped to either you throwing the ball, the pocket collapsing, or he hands the ball off, is 1.1 seconds. That's 1,001 right there. Yeah. One That's all he has. It, yeah, like, it's... No wonder he's he's playing bad. To ice this terrible, uh, this terrible cake of awfulness, the Bengals are <laughs> only allowing 17.1 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Look elsewhere for Big Ben, and if he's on your bench just drop him i'm giving him one star you know like it's just it's not a good situation Najee mm-hmm. harris he's only getting two and three quarter stars uh Najee caught a touchdown last week he looks pretty good doing it too it's nice to see him getting a workload in and everything but i did i mention that they have a really bad offensive line this year did i yeah, i think i did uh better days ahead might be for Najee harris but it might not be this season it might be more like next the Bengals are giving up 13.1 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. I would, but I would at least look at other options on your roster than Najee Harris. Don't. We're in getting into week three, folks. It's time to, excuse me. Uh, it's time to start remember, like forgetting about what kind of draft capital you put into into players and start looking at the bare facts. Uh, you know, like it, it, it. There's potential for Harris here, but I don't think there's a lot. Deontay Johnson, did you say that he's probably not going to start? Uh, it looks like it, it looks like he's he's trending out. It does look. I think that way. I think I think I said. I think he's looking at trending out, and I had so. I had three and three quarter stars on him, um, mainly because he's going to get targets and DNP all Thursday, that jibber jabber. What I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had Chase Claypool and Juju at, at both two stars, but man, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump. Claypool up to like three and three quarter stars that, that Deontay Johnson had, and Juju still gets a just a boring like three stars, I guess. He's just he has five and seven yeah. targets in the first two weeks, but he hasn't then, done much with them at all. His average like to... distance of target is mm-hmm. four point four yards. That's yeah. pretty and they, low. And the ball to him a bit here and there. Yeah, they do and, with, they so, do and so here's too. the thing. I'm pretty sure that at this point. With Big Ben being the quarterback that he is now, kind of a shell of himself, I'm pretty sure that Juju's floor and ceiling are synonymous with each other. With each other, man, it's just right, right. unless he gets you a, a touchdown, he's which he is statistically due for one very soon. But are you going to really hang on your hope? Your your hang your hopes on that this week? I mean, if Deontay Johnson doesn't play, yeah, maybe, but otherwise, probably stay away. That was that matchup. I'm not going to talk about what. Heath Miller, whoever is their tight end now. Oh, it's right. Ebron, but still. Uh, this is worth a mention. Breaking news. CMC is ruled out immediately with a hamstring, and he's been in the blue tent for some time now. So, Dude, are you serious? Yep. Dead serious. Uh, um, so for those for the, for everyone, anyone tuning into this episode, we are recording while the that. Thursday night football game is going on. <laughs> yeah. And so now Josh wants to go punch someone. <laughs> 
I'll cut to and the solo Chris screen. Chris is sitting over there, one state okay. over, uh, relishing the fact that he's one state over. <laughs> there you go. I'll uh, cut to the solo scene real quick with just me while you go bang your head into a wall. No, no. Okay. Uh, so on that fun note, uh, Bears at Browns. Uh, we've got Dust, uh, Dustin. We've got Justin Fields starting, of course. Andy Dalton is out. The Browns give up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks believe it or not. Uh, but a lot of that is from playing Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, but also, they gave it 21 points to the hapless Texans. Fields probably struggles a little, but gets enough done on the ground to be a borderline top 12, just outside the top 12 type of guy. So I'm going to give him three stars. David Montgomery is the running back 11 on the season. He's averaging only two and a half targets a game. Not very impressive in my book. Uh, Browns are the seventh best in fantasy points to running backs. That's the seventh best, folks. I imagine the Browns will look to take Montgomery and the running game out of the equation and force Fields to beat them. Still, Monty gets his carries and puts up a mediocre day as he is wont to do. Three stars for Mr. Monty. Alan Robinson. Man. I wanted lower expectations with Fields' debut, but I'm excited to see oh. what these two can accomplish. May I remind you, Fields boasts a 68.4 completion percent from college, and I held him as, you know, as my quarterback two in draft time and uh, the most accurate quarterback in the draft. I still believe in the Browns defense overall, and I expect them to make things difficult for Robinson and fields. So I'm going to give Robinson a conservative wide receiver two like 3.25 stars. You mean, Darnell, you mean wide receiver like 40 on the season? He hasn't been very good. Right. Right. Yeah, I get it. But um, I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic with fields being inserted into the lineup. What about Cole Komet? Let me get there. Darnell Mooney, again, I want the whole offense to break out big time in this game, but I think the Browns defense will have something to say about that. Mooney's targets have been solid with seven and eight, respectively, the past two weeks. Browns 16th in, uh, I'm sorry, the Browns are 16th in fantasy points given up to wide receivers. Browns give up the 10th most passing yards, but again, Mahomes. I'm worried Mooney's scoreless streak continues with a rookie quarterback debut versus a good defense, so I'm going to give him two stars. Cole Kmet, despite clearly being, quote, the guy at tight end, 73% snaps in uh, over two weeks uh, and having a decent week one with seven targets. He had only one target in week two, and I have to look elsewhere for tight end help. 1.5 stars. I hate you. <laughs> hey, I didn't bench him. I kind of did that on purpose, actually. I was like, I'll just give him like a measly one and a half just to, just to turn the knife a little. <laughs> um, on to the Browns uh, Baker Mayfield Baker, Baker Mayfield has no guarantee for 30 passing attempts or two touchdowns week in and week out now he did hurt his non-throwing shoulder but he also came back in still I just see more of the same pretty good real life quarterback and not so good fantasy quarterback with Baker Mayfield this year yeah. there's better options out there Chicago is 19th in points given up to quarterbacks for whatever that's worth and we did mention Odell Beckham Jr. is back but I think going to be in a kind of limited snap count capacity his first okay. week back uh nick chubb uh bears are fifth best giving up only 143 yards and one rushing touchdown so far in two weeks so it should be a matchup in the trenches of one if not the best rushing attack versus uh, a top run unit that doesn't make sense Versing a top run defense unit yeah something like that <laughs> but chubb will play well albeit with uh I suppose that's supposed to say tempered expectations. Chicago gave up 16 for 70 and one touchdown to Henderson and the Rams in week one. And they gave up 20 carries for 69 yards and nice. Nice. And zero, and zero touchdowns week two at Cincinnati. 
uh, not at just versus Cincinnati. Chubb is better than both those guys, and Cleveland is not backing down. They run the ball. Uh, Four stars for Nick Chubb this week. Kareem Hunt. Hunt was good in week one, scored on the ground and caught three targets. No score in week two, but did have 13 carries. Uh, He's exactly what we thought he would be. Uh, Flex conversation every week. Uh, Top 30 kind of guy. I'm going to give him three stars this week. Jarvis Landry is out. We mentioned that at the top of the show. Odell Beckham Jr. is in. I know uh, Josh, for one, is hoping to see some value from the formerly dominant wide receiver. Given how I expect Cleveland to attack, I would wait and see with ODB if you can afford to. But if you need a guy, you could do worse. 2.5 stars. Uh, then I've just got a little bit here on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Peoples-Jones. And uh, I did not put his first name. Forgive me. Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz. His first name is Anthony. I uh, like what I saw him in uh, week one. Uh, then he was responsible for Baker hurting his shoulder. He uh, didn't finish a route, which caused Baker to throw a pick, which caused Baker to tackle to save a pick six. It almost cost him the game. Uh, so he was relegated to like nothing uh, in week two, Schwartz that is. And of course now with Odell Beckham Jr. out. But uh, I did like what I saw. And with uh, Jarvis out, um, I don't know about Peoples Jones. I, I, I don't have a lot on him, but keep hoping. There is no one to say. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, just deeper leagues. I kind of have a eye on Schwar- uh, Anthony Schwartz there. He's a speed guy. Looked good in Odell Beckham Jr.'s absence in week one, but not so much in week two because he cost cost him a hurt quarterback. That's all I've got on, uh, yeah, Browns and the Bears. Two things. Um, uh-huh. One, I don't remember what the first thing is, so we'll move on to the second thing. Um, I, I feel like the Browns, if they could have rolled out Odell Beckham in week one and two and just use him in limited usage, I think that they so you are rolling no... him out this week with just zero limitations. And unless he says like he feels like he can't do 100%, I, otherwise, why, why hold him back for week three, you know? That's my personal opinion. Um, but uh, I still don't remember what that first thing was. So let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens at the Detroit Ooh. Lions. I, I have no idea what it was. None. Um, yeah. Let's let's start with Lamar Jackson here. I'm giving him four and a quarter stars. This is probably higher. And honestly, I'm not sure why I am giving Lamar Jackson four and a quarter stars. Screw it. He's the wide receiver or the quarterback four, and he's averaging 26.13 points per game. So five stars for Mr. Lamar Jackson. All right. You get five stars. Tyson Williams, five I'm giving him three and three quarter stars. He is leading the team's backfield as part of snap percentages. He's in on only half of the team snaps. But Detroit is giving up the most points per game, which is 32.9 to opposing running backs. So even half of that, that's still a pretty decent day. A lot of that has to do with Aaron Jones. He did get the four touchdowns on Monday Night Football, if you y'all haven't heard. Yeah. But uh, I think I really think that Tyson Williams has a legit shot at being fantasy relevant. I don't really think that – boy, I'm spacing on his name at the moment. Um, came from the, Latavius Murray. Hmm. Really is that much of a factor in this. If Tyson Williams is only getting is getting half, he's getting, what, maybe a third, and then whoever the third guy is is getting something. Um, but let's move on to Marquise Brown. Hey, Chris, mm-hmm. got a question for you. Yep. Did you know that Marquise Brown is a wide receiver six on the season so far? Oh, I didn't know exactly that he was six, but I know he's been doing pretty well. You know what? You know what you get when you are the wide receiver six, even through the first two weeks? You get you get you get to be named. 
and that name is Hollywood Brown. So I am going back to calling him Hollywood until he proves anything else. Hollywood is, uh, yeah, man, he's he's played the Raiders in there, but you know, eighteen point four fantasy points per per game so far against the Lions. Hollywood, man, Hollywood. On to Mark Andrews. I'm not really sure what to make of Mark Andrews so far. Um. He's been pretty disappointing so far. Mm-hmm. He, he does have five targets in each game. I, but I was really kind of expecting more out of Mark Andrews. I guess... I, I, so, in 2020, he was getting 6.28 fantasy or targets per game, in which, you know, he was eventually the tight end eight and everything. So, you're starting Andrews. I probably shouldn't think twice about it. I just... I don't know. I'm wondering if Lamar Jackson's just looking down the field a little bit more in, what, his third third year? Um, playing quarterback in the NFL. So I'm going to give Andrews three and a half stars, you know, maybe slightly above that tight end dart throw territory. Sure. He's, he's destined for a good game and why not against the lions? They're terrible. They are. Jared Goff, one star. He doesn't have the weapons. He doesn't have the elite quarterback, quarterbacking talent to get out, to elevate the rest of the team, you know, to being all that great. So, like, and like you said in the injury segment, uh, Tyron, Tyrell Williams, he's out for the next three games with a concussion. There's a bunch of other scrubs in there and a rookie. We, I mean, we both like Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's hasn't really done much so far. So, one star for Mr. Goff. Jamal Williams, it was a bad night against the Packers for these two. That would be him and DeAndre Swift. I was like, I was really excited for Jamal Williams after the week one performance. Thought maybe no, you know, hey, we, maybe we were right all along and everything. But he just didn't get the usage like Swift did against the Packers, even mm-hmm. during garbage time. So I'm going to bump Williams down to two stars here. I, on to DeAndre Swift, I'm giving him three and a half stars. Other than Josh Jacobs scoring a couple of touchdowns in week one against the Ravens' uh, run defense, they really haven't allowed. Other, they didn't really allow that much production last week. So I and as I mentioned with Jamal Williams, that the Swift is getting the lion's share of the of the usage here in this backfield. That was not a pun intended, but uh, it is. And and this is not a favorable matchup. So three and a half stars for DeAndre Swift. I I wish I could go higher, but he's also a little banged up too. So you know. TJ Hawkinson, I'm giving him four and a quarter stars. So far this season, the Ravens D has gone up against Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, and they have given up 18.3 fantasy points to, uh, on average between the two of them. While Hawk, go Hawks, may mm. not be on their level as far as talent, maybe, well, at least not yet. This is only his third season, um, but he's still pretty darn good. So I'm going to give him that four and a quarter stars. He's been Goff's primary target through the first two weeks, as he should be for this team that is just lacking pass catchers. Um, Yeah, four and a quarter stars for TJ Hawkinson. Go Hawks. Nice. What you got next there, big boy? Do you know why Marquise's nickname is Hollywood? I don't remember. It doesn't have anything to do with California. He is from Hollywood, Florida. Oh, okay. That I do know that's a real place. I hope so. Otherwise, the internet is lying to me, Josh. <laughs> okay. Is that what you've On... been doing this entire time when I've been talking? Oh, yes. I have his entire okay. 
personal That's history. No, I'm just kidding. I've been doing other things. I know his credit card also. numbers. I, yeah, right. I know what his mother's maiden name was. I know who his second grade's teacher's maiden name was as well. So if you, you want go. that, you can contact us at amazingffb at gmail.com. We have this information currently up for auction. Yep. I uh, No, I was also checking Twitter a little bit for updates. Anyway, Saints at... Saints at Pat Pats. Oh wait, 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 wait! Before you start, do you do? You, so you called Justin Fields Dustin Fields? Once you know who Dustin ago, Fields yeah. is. Dustin Fields is the president and CEO of Fields Senior Living in the Greater Seattle area. He ha- oh. in his LinkedIn account he has <laughs> a quote from Second Theologians, uh, in on the three uh, chapter three verse thirteen. Ouch. I'm not going to read it because I don't care. I'm sorry. Just, just wanted to Good tell you know. who Ju- Dustin Fields was. Nice. Pre-plug for Dustin Fields. All right. Uh, Saints at Patriots. Uh, Jameis Winston, on one hand, don't let Jameis's five touchdowns from week one fool you. The Saints are running a ton and throwing very little. Dead last with 231 passing yards on 43 attempts, which is also last. On the other hand, this Carolina D is for real. That would be who they played last week and week two but nonetheless the saints are a run heavy team and the pats are a good defense so i don't see a great game from Jameis coming two stars camara again that carolina defense gave the saints fits last week and camara had two polar opposite weeks to begin his season went from 20 carries week one to eight carries for five yards in week two he still managed six, six targets in week two so whatever new england is the sixth best in passing yards given up with 369 nice they are they are the 10th best versus fantasy backs but the offense runs through camara and new england isn't on carolina's level on d at this point uh and you're starting camara let's be honest uh so let's call for a little bit of a bounce back game here with four stars marquez callaway uh quite frankly there's just too little volume for the receivers and tight ends i'm going to bench callaway and good luck figuring out the tight ends too so i guess if you want to throw a dart top 15 to 18 kind of tight end guy yeah i sure go for troutman because he's getting the snaps and whatnot but it's just bleak if you're throwing a dart and hoping for tight end 15 to 18 then (laughs) it's it's a deep you need to set your sights higher there buddy (laughs) yeah well maybe you're you're in a deep league i don't know uh so you know more or less benching them also that's it for the saints uh on to the patriots uh i literally didn't put anything on mac jones just kind of very conservative approach by the Patriots. He's bench worthy in uh, most standard leagues. Maybe he's a low end two at best in Superflex, and probably not even that. I agree. I agree. Damon Harris. Uh, Damon Damian Harris. Uh, New Orleans is oh, third best. Uh, Damian Harris for the Patriots. Right? Harris. Yeah. Damian Harris. <laughs> no, I, I I just misspoke. I knew who I was trying to say. Uh, New nope. Orleans is third best in rushing yards, giving up only 132 rushing yards through two weeks. Oh. Harris came back uh, last week with 16 carries, scored on the ground, and didn't fumble. The coaches showed confidence in him, and so far, so good. The Patriots will continue to establish run and protect their rookie quarterback, so Harris is still in the flex conversation in my eyes. 3.5 stars for Damian Harris. James White. James White is a thing again. 
Always has been, I guess. He's getting six to seven targets per game and 45 to 50 receiving yards per game, which last time I checked is about 10 points in a full PPR. He also scored a rushing touchdown last week. That means he's a top 37. Uh, he's a top 36 guy almost every week until further notice. Currently, he's the RB 17. Three stars for James White. Uh, Jacoby Myers and the receiving core. It says something when you have to worry about your halfback leading the team in targets. I'll say it again. I think Mac is capable of more. I just think Belichick is playing it very conservative this year until something changes. Uh, so I'm just going to bench all the passing options here. I did yeah, look at the okay. tight ends and it was like, it just, it's just yawn. It's not, yeah, it's, there's just nothing there. There's not enough volume. And that when is who you have done. Exactly. And that is your saints at Pat Patriots. Okay. Back to you, Josh. Back to me. I'm trying to figure. I lost my place. Sorry, I was scrolling around. My next matchup is the Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is this is just not fair. It really isn't. Tyler Murray, three weeks in a row. Next week, I'm giving you the Cardinals. Five stars. I, I will. I will break my rules. I am giving you the Cardinals <laughs> next week because I am giving them five stars for three weeks in a row. <laughs> Uh, through the first two weeks, the Jags are giving up 22.4 uh, points per game, which is the eighth worst. I have a feeling that it would probably be more points to the quarterback position, but they just get like they the opposing teams get up so quickly that they're just like, well, we don't have to throw the ball anymore. Um, yeah, so three weeks in a row for Mr. Murray. I guess I'm a Kyler Murray fan. Chase Edmonds, I'm giving you four stars in week one. Edmonds and Connor split the workload with a fairly even workload split as I double talk there. Not in week two, though. Edmonds on the, the field split. for almost two-thirds of the team snaps, while Connor got 44.6% of the team snaps. Yes, I know those overlap. But this is a plus matchup for both of them. Well, Jacksonville is giving up 23 point or allowing 23.4 fantasy points per game to the running back position. So four stars for Chase Edmonds, two and three quarter stars for James Conner. Um, I still think that there's a chance for Conner to have a fantasy relevant day. Uh, maybe a consideration for your flex position for your flex spot, but I, it's more of a desperation kind of flex start, if anything, you know. DeAndre Hopkins, I'm giving him four and a quarter stars. He's a little banged up at the moment. I don't think we mentioned that in the injury segment. I think it's more like veterans rest than anything else. He had a bit of a down week uh, versus the Vikings. He did. He, he did catch all four of his targets for 54 yards and a touchdown. I'm looking for Nuke to have a bounce back week versus this bad Vikings D or Jags D. Rondale Moore, I'm giving him one star. Complete bench grade. I'm only bringing him up because you know I you were really in on on Rondell and preseason and everything and we love guys with the last name of Moore we love our Michael Moores we love our Rondell Moores our DJ Moores our Julianne Moores our Elijah Moores and of course Mandy Moore but for reals Rondell had himself a good game against the Vikings last week he went seven for eight 114 yards and a touchdown he's a bench stash for now maybe moving forward he can be more of a starter for you but still don't don't i'm not don't start him i would have thought for sure i'd have gotten you with that mandy Moore, but nope nothing i was still On, astonished by the one star rating but go ahead by Rondell Moore. yeah mm -hmm. pick him up yeah for sure i just i'm not starting him this week would you start him this week no i probably no. don't need to so it's probably a fair statement yeah 
exactly. Under the jacks of uh, there's there's really not a lot to talk about here, so I'm going to try and be very quick here. No. So onto the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Like I said, I really don't have a lot to talk about here. Trevor Lawrence hits one star until this rookie starts playing a lot better. I suggest you let him ride the waiver wire. Here's how bad Lawrence's play has been was last week. 14 for 14 completed passes out of 33 attempts, 118 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. That is 3.6 yards per completion. Yowzers. That's bad. It's not exactly his fault. Uh, Lawrence's pocket time was only two and a half seconds. That's really not good. I figured this offensive line was going to be bad this season, and they haven't proved me wrong. And until they start playing better, it's going to be hard to recommend Trevor Lawrence or even James Robinson, who I'm giving him two stars. Carlos Hyde wasn't nearly the factor that he was in week one. Yada, yada, don't start James Robinson. DJ Chark, this is pure unadulterated desperation rating. Chark was a target leader in week one. In week two, it was Marvin Jones. If you need a weirdly need a Hail Mary going into this week, I guess it's Chark, but I'm I'm kind of fading away from this offense completely. Like them and the yeah. Jets, and more more on the Jets here in a, in a minute. Yep. This is, I'm staying away. I'm just staying away. You can't drop you can't drop James Robinson. You probably can't trade him unless you find someone who just thinks that it's a bad first couple of weeks. You just have to hang on to him. You have to let him chew that bench spot. Unfortunately, I. A, I'm sorry, folks. It's true. <laughs> What's your next matchup? I've got the Washington Football Team at the Buffalo Bills. Taylor Heineke, uh, I was worried Washington would take a more, uh, a much too conservative approach with Heineke at the helm. Uh, last week showed us otherwise. Heineke threw 46 times for 336 yards and two touchdowns. What? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. But this Buffalo defense is shaping up to be elite at this point. Buffalo is second in points allowed and second in passing yards allowed. Seventh in rushing yards allowed. Uh, I'm going to bench Heineke because just kind of don't need to go there right now. But yeah, keep an eye out. See if he can keep these fantasy assets afloat or maybe even like I mm. think mentioned earlier, uh, maybe a shot in the arm. Um, Antonio Gibson, Buffalo's seventh best in rushing yards allowed. And touchdowns allowed. We'll go with that. <laughs> there's missing digit. Are you there, asking right? me a question? No, <laughs> I think there's a missing digit. It looks like a. Nine, I don't know. It's a, it's a hyphen or whatever. There's anyway, a niner in there too. Buffalo is seventh best in rushing yards allowed. <laughs> I think Washington is forced to eventually abandon the run and let Heineke bring them back. And Gibson doesn't get enough of the pass work at this point to warrant a higher for ratings, some reason. Say like an RB one rating. So I'm going to give him a three point five stars. McKissick, the guy that we yeah. just kind of alluded to there, hard to rely on McKissick when he showed you his floor in week one with one carry and one target. Only reason. He is RB30 as he scored on the ground and ripped off an 83-yard reception last week. But uh, good luck. Uh, I'm sorry. But good luck of those happening again in the same game. Against this Buffalo D, I am benching McKissick. McLaren, Scary Terry, actually flourished in Heineke's first start with uh, catching 11 out of 14 targets for 107 yards and one touchdown. Maybe the offense has figured something out or they were being held back by Fitz Magic. I don't know. Uh, Buffalo is second in passing yards allowed. Uh, only one passing touchdown allowed on the season so far by Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to give McLaren a optimistic 3.75 stars, though. 
Logan Thomas, uh, it was encouraging to see better target totals from Thomas, three in week one versus seven in week two, but Buffalo gives up the 10th fewest points to tight ends. And again, uh, this defense is pretty darn good. I'm going to bench Logan Thomas. The Bills, Josh Allen uh, tossed two scores in week two, uh, only one in week one, and had a similar fantasy outcome, about 17 fantasy points. He's a QB 18 on the year, 56% completion rate, only averaging one and a half touchdowns per game. Pittsburgh is supposed to be a good defense, and Miami is sneaky good versus the pass. Uh, Xavier, uh, Xavier, sorry, Xavier Howard is third in PFF with an 86.5 rating. 220 uh, passing yards per game allowed by Emmy. It's pretty good. Uh, but I am a little worried and also think Buffalo might want Allen to run more in this game uh, since Danny Dimes just ran all over the Washington football team, and we know Allen can do it too. And then uh, from that, we see more pass, uh, pedestrian passing numbers from Josh Allen versus his fierce Washington pass rush. They've got six sacks and 14 hurries on the year already. Montez Sweat, uh, their defense, one of their defensive ends, according to PFF. I'm sorry, he's eighth according to PFF with an 86.5 rating. I'm going to give three stars just outside the top 12 for me, from for Josh Allen. Devin Singletary, it would appear we were dead wrong about Moss and Singletary. Singletary was clearly, uh, that would be 60%, 66% of the snaps. That's a lot of S's. <laughs> uh, that led uh, the backfield within Moss's return. And remember, Moss was a healthy scratch, so there wasn't like a, we need to ramp him up type of stuff. Uh, Singletary is the RB16 on the year. He's averaging 6.4 yards per carry. Uh, but Washington is sixth best versus fantasy backs. Uh, uh, so I'm going to give Singletary a um, cautious 2.75 stars there. Got to keep him in the conversation for now. A little worried, but looks okay now. Where were we? Uh, Bench, Moss, uh, Stefan Diggs. He only caught four of eight targets in week two, but saved his fantasy day with a score. He's only the wide receiver 29 in the year. Diggs has shown before that he can disappear with subpar quarterback play in Minnesota. I expect brighter days ahead, but not so much this week. I could see uh, the coordinator get fired maybe after this week. I am lowering expectations because of the reasons mentioned earlier with Josh Allen. 3.5 stars for Diggs. Manuel Sanders uh, is boasting 85% snap rate. He's a nice pickup, but only a desperation flex this week. 2.5 stars. Nothing worth mentioning with the other pass catchers for the Buffalo Bills. And that is your Washington football team at Buffalo Bills. On to the Seattle Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings. Wow, I had a weird brain fart there for a second. Russell Wilson, five stars. Look for Russ to be serving up some tender Chilean sea bass here in this mm. game. He is rolling so far this year. Tyler Lockett, while he has been outplaying DK, or at least outscoring DK Metcalf, I'm still giving him three and three-quarter stars. I, I'm starting Lockett in my Dynasty League out of necessity. In regular redraft leagues, this is a good matchup. And can you sit? can you really sit Lockett after two amazing weeks? Did you sit him the first I, I wanted, two weeks? What's that? Did you sit him the first two weeks? I sit him the first week. Hmm. Gotcha. That's um, no, you no, can't I didn't because I, I was. It was a necessity. Okay. I, no, I want to no, say cannot. that you can, but I want to say you guy. can sit sit Lockett, but with twenty five point nine fantasy points per game so far, it's really hard to ignore. You're starting Lockett. I'm just. I'm really nervous about him disappearing. Like it's it's going to happen, and everyone's going to be like, "What happened?" And be like. 
I've been calling for this all along. If it doesn't, wow, he's going to be. Yeah, but how long do you get a hold that? How long do you get a hold that? I told you so card. One more week. week. (laughs) One more week. (laughs) Son of a. (laughs) What? I think that I think that like after three weeks, I'm going to be like, fine. I was really going to say like five weeks. I was going to call. No, 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 no. One more week. One more week. We're we're good. We're good. (laughs) Legit. Legit one more week, and I'm be like, all right, well, we need to start thinking differently about Tyler Lockett, or at least I do. DK Metcalf, I'm giving him four and a half stars. He was targeted 11 times, along with Tyler Lockett, was also targeted 11 times last week against the Titans. I just, I don't see how DK can be held to three straight weeks of just being kind of pedestrian. I'm calling for the big game here for Tyler, for DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett still could have a decent game as well. You know, like. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Chris Carson, I mean, just to circle back, like, they both got targeted 11 times. It's possible they could both have, like, really good weeks this week. Um, Chris Carson, I'm going to give him four stars through the first two weeks. He is the RB14, which, and scoring 13.2 points, which is exactly on track for Chris Carson's goal in the season. RB14. He is a higher end RB two on your fantasy yeah, roster, but but and for, and for some reason I I love the mediocrity of Chris Carson. I just like he's just so steady. Like he's just there, like anchoring down the running back position for you as long as he's healthy. Um, he doesn't do anything really all that flashy. He just goes out there and does a job. He doesn't do a good job. He doesn't do a bad job. He's just doing I think a he job. He does a pretty good job. He just he does hard. a job. All right, man. He he's doing a job. A job. All right. He's doing a job. Gerald Everett, I'm giving him 2.75 stars here. He's in the tight end dart throw territory. He's gotten some targets over the past couple of weeks. It's just he just hasn't done much with them um, other than that that nice touchdown. One touchdown, I week one, it. yeah. Yeah, week one. On to Kirk Cousins, I'm giving him four stars. Surprisingly, the, the Seattle defense is only giving up 16.5 fantasy points to the quarterback. I think a lot of that is due to Carson Wentz having a shaky first game with the Colts. I'm sticking with Cousins here. Potentially, I have it potentially a cookout for the game, but it sounds like he's gonna. He sounds like he's going to play. Um, if he does play, though, I'm giving him four and a half stars. The Packers are giving up the second most fantasy points to RBs, which is pretty much on track for what they were doing at the end of last year as well. They're also giving up the second most yards at 147 and a half yards per game. I have Alexander Madison in here for absolutely no reason if Dalvin Cook's going to play. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, I'm giving them both four stars. Thielen is showing us that he's still the man in Minneapolis. He's in on the on 96 and a half of the team's snaps. He actually got two less targets than Jefferson, Justin Jefferson last week, but yet he has... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. On the season, he has two less targets than Justin Jefferson, but yet he has 13.1 fan, more fantasy points. So... I'm just, I'm like, I'm giving him, I'm kind of riding the fence there, like just saying that Justin Jefferson has a bounce back game here, but maybe he doesn't. And it's just the Adam Thielen show for now, you know? Yeah. What do you think about that, real quick? Just real quick. I think it just, it happens We're, when you have two good, if not great, wideouts. I understand Thielen's on the downside of his career. I, I, I think things even. Is he though? Out. I mean, he's, he's the wide right. receiver, like. Well, I think. I don't know this for a fact, like but that. I think if you look at his kind of numbers in terms of targets and yards, that's gone down, but he gets his looks in the red zone 
like no mm-hmm. other in the league. I say like no other, like tops in the league. Like he is a re- really good in the red zone. Jefferson can also do the red zone. I think those things kind of work themselves out statistically as the season they will. wears on. Yeah. So Jefferson is still great. What's I your next in- matchup, in- man? I got, I got like two. I am enjoying left. those, uh, those stealing point touchdowns. So very much so in the dynasty league. Old man I keeps on like producing you. for me. <laughs> uh, my next matchup is Dolphins at Raiders. Let's get this one over with. Uh, no, Raiders are actually really playing really well, and they're two and zero. Jacoby Brissett, 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 Brissett. Yep, I said it Brissett. three times, folks. <laughs> Raiders give up the eleventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Exactly middle of the road in both passing yards and rushing yards. That being sixteenth in the league. Mm-hmm. Dolphins. Uh, are the third worst in the league with 330 passing yards. I'm going to bench Jacoby Brissett. Let's move on to the running uh. backs. Uh, Gaskin, uh, Dolphins are fifth worst in rushing attempts with 43 rushing attempts on the year. They're sixth worst in rushing yards with 145. Uh, I didn't give him a star rating. I'm going to give him a measly... Three and a half. <sighs> Yeah, no, not even that. I'm going to give him two and a half. I can barely keep him in the top 47 and a half. What? The, what was the I, I don't know. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Okay. You really threw and me then off saying that. half. I thought that was like the over-under of the game. I'm going to give him 2.5 stars to barely keep him in the top 36 conversation. Flex-worthy, maybe. Will Fuller, uh, no need to risk it uh, in this bad offense i'm gonna bench him until he shows me something and uh you know i mean i guess he's healthy because it's off a suspension but he was out last week too so yeah yeah just more bench love honestly for the rest of them uh Devontae parker obviously with fuller coming back bench him then. waddle you know a little bit of upside with a deep threat there but uh not t- not trying it and gasecki's been downright awful he actually saw sick targets Last week, but only caught three of them. I am benching Gusecki till further notice. On to the Raiders. Derek Carr. Carr's on fire. And uh, for one, I'm glad to see it. While I wasn't drafting him high, I contended that he's much better than people give him credit for. Uh, He's ninth uh, in PFF rankings with an 81. Leads the league with 871 passing yards. He's the QB9 in fantasy. The Dolphins are K versus the pass. Pardon me. And they give up the 12th fewest passing yards, but pretty awful versus run. Fifth most rushing yards with 268 given up. But Carr is throwing a ton. Leads the league in... What? Leads league in rushing attempts tied. He leads the league in what? That doesn't make any sense. We're going to go over that point. But only averaging 67 rushing yards per game, that would be the third worst. So the Raiders don't run well. And could be without Jacobs again. Didn't we update that at the beginning of the show? Or is it still up yeah, We did. And we what would, what would be your take on this whole Peyton Barber nonsense about him him being the starting running back, according over, to John Gruden? Oh, a bunch over, of bulls. Um, the Denver guy they brought over? Kenyon Drake. Oh, Drake. Duh, sorry. Wrong guy. Uh, so the Raiders don't run the ball well and could be without Jacobs again. Kenyon Drake would be the guy up uh yet the dolphins are bad versus the run i think the raiders have a get right game on the ground but still run the offense through cars hot hand and he has another nice qb one week four stars we already touched on jacobs and drake uh if jacobs is out i'll give drake considering the matchup i think you'd probably give him a solid 3.25 stars 
A uh, little bit of receivers talk here. Brian Edwards leads with 70% snap share, but not much to show there for it. Ruggs yeah. is averaging six targets per game. Uh, only 66% of snaps through two weeks. Not horrible, but not not the team leader either. He scored in week two, so he's the wide receiver 27 for whatever that's worth. Like, if it weren't for that score in week two, it'd be buried. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunter Winfro last with about 59% of snaps. He's just spread the ball all over the place. Oh, I'm sorry, eight targets per game for Renfro. He's just spread yeah. the ball over the place. I'm not interested in these passing options when Darren Waller is on the team. Speaking of the devil, five stars. <laughs> He's not a devil. I'm just saying I was talking about yeah, you know what I mean. You mean yeah, the guy star- that accidentally dropped this week? Yo, yes, we didn't even mention that at the beginning. That was nuts. Uh Josh Fat Finger to Important that, player. It wasn't a fat finger. What? Stop calling it a fat finger. That means that I have like fat fingers. I, I'm just because I'm fat doesn't mean I have fat finger. I could have long, slender, pianist it's, fingers. I don't. But that's 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 besides my fat finger p- point. I think you can ask Mr. Darren Waller how fat your darn fingers are, sir. <laughs> are you <laughs> done with the matchup? I am done with the matchup. But guess what? I only have one left, which means you only have one left. No. Yeah, that means I have two, right? And I don't like you anymore. Uh, Let's 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 breeze through this Jets at at Denver thing. Um, Yeah, this is bad. Zach Wilson, I'm giving him minus three stars. He's been awful. How awful? Okay. And before I go into all this stuff, I have written down. He's been bad. But there are guys that are like Ben. According to PFF, Ben Roethlisberger is worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been worse. There's been there was someone else here that I'm not going to bother looking up for here real quick. He hasn't. According to PFF, he hasn't been the worst. But he hasn't completed more than 58 percent of his of his passes. He's been sacked seven, ten times through two games. He hasn't topped 260 yards in in any game, and he's also thrown Aaron five Rogers? interceptions. How about Aaron Rodgers is worse. Uh, to top it all off, the Broncos are allowing the league's fifth best 184 passing yards per game. Just, I don't, I'm not bench. even going to, I'm going to get out my like 50 foot pole to not touch Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter, he was a nice speculative uh, pickup this week, but I don't know how nice. Hopefully he didn't spend got a couple more carries. fat bucks on him. Yeah, um, for free. Yeah, that's probably what he's worth. Let's move on to the. I, I'm not touching anyone in, on this Jets team, at least for this week. We'll look at next week when next week girls around. Teddy B. Um, statistically, the Jets D is only allowing 214 and a half passing yards per game, which I, I thought was pretty surprising. But I don't think that's mainly based on their defense. I think that's more based on the opposing teams getting the ball in such field, good field position due to a Zach Wilson turnover. Teams are getting up <laughs> so big so quick and, and that they aren't even bothered throwing after so long. Like, I'm I'm not really even, like, half-choking on this one. Like, well, when you turn the ball over in, that much. Tackle, oh, and so. Zach Wilson also has a fumble, too, in there. I didn't put that down, yeah. but I remember seeing that. He's getting killed back there. Yeah, man. It, I mean, you can use all these points for Teddy B to say that you can all these points for Teddy this week, and and you're probably right. But it's still just you know, Teddy. to say that you shouldn't start him this week. Um, but he is quarterback twelve in this season, and he is averaging over twenty points per game. So I'm giving Teddy three and a half stars, but I'm not really sure that that, that two touchdown streak that he has going on 
continuous here. I think it might be more like one. Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon and Javante Williams. We kind of touched them on, on them in a little bit on the top there in the cause for concern segment. My only problem with with these guys was they're exactly like split down the middle workload. I'm, but I'm also not riding the fence here. Like I am definitely not riding the fence on their both of them getting three stars. They're both getting three stars because their their workload is just so similar. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Well, Melvin Gordon, you know, like in week one, Melvin Gordon got the long touchdown and everything, and he was the week one hero. Week two, Javante Williams actually did more with with his time on the field. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, you're starting one of them if you have to, and you're kind of hoping just for a touchdown in there. Other than that, you know, three stars, you know, flex at best. Cortland Sutton, last week, Cortland Sutton was hands down Teddy's go-to man. He, he got was targeted 12 times. That's double the number two guy who was Noah Fant. Sutton will go up against cornerbacks Michael Carter the second. That's right. The Jets have two Michael Carters, if you didn't know that. Um, no, I didn't. And also cornerback Braden Eccles. Um, both of these guys are not good. So, And Teddy's bat, uh, passing volume might be up a little bit. Might be, oh, I'm sorry. Might be down a little bit this week. So I'm going to go... A, a little lower with Sutton. I'm getting three and three quarter stars, mainly just due to there might not have to throw the ball all that much. And you can add them. Maybe you should give the running backs a higher grade. Well, how about you make your own show and give your own ratings? How about that? Everyone. <laughs> um, Tim Patrick, a nice speculative ad, but I'm going to keep him on the bench this week, mainly due to I, I'm seriously really expecting Teddy to throw the ball like maybe 20, 25 times this week, you know? Um, so I'm going to give a, Tim Patrick, the two and two, two and a quarter stars, a desperation flex play, but that's really about it. Like, and super desperate. Noah Fant, three and three quarter stars. He go, I'm sorry, go Hawks. Um, he had a down week in week one, but a decent week in week two. And, you know, I would really like to see Fant would elevate his, like, to see his targets get elevated and maybe his yardage a little bit more uh, before I give him a better rating. He's still a really solid tight end start because you know there's always that upside and he's better than a tight end dart throw but that's kind of what he is i mean if you're not elite then you're a tight end dart throw but some mm-hmm. are better than that and Noah Fant is one of them he's in that that gray area in between last matchup chris i have the probably the game of the week buccaneers at rams what that's not the game of the week no okay no What's the game? I think it's that that Chargers Chiefs game. Oh, that one too. But this one is like on Sunday night. Sunday night games are notoriously awesome. Isn't the Green Bay Packers at the the 49ers on Sunday night? This might be the Monday night game. No, the Monday night game is the Monday night game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. Anyway, this is going to be a great game, Josh. (laughs) Brady. This is is Chris quitting the show and Josh doing the rest of it all by himself. He's like, so Bucks and Rams? I don't know. Uh, the GOAT is playing very well and is in command of this offense. He is the QB2 on the season and leads the league with nine touchdown passes. But he has done all this versus two of the worst defenses in the league. The Rams are not that. They give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position. Rams have only allowed one passing touchdown on the year. And you know Aaron Donald is licking his chops for this matchup. I imagine mm-hmm. he'll lean heavy. Um, I imagine Brady will lean heavy on Gronk since the Rams are a bit vulnerable uh, versus the tight end. And Antonio Brown is out. Did I not mention that at the beginning? No, he's yeah, playing. I, he's he was playing. He was practicing today. Really? 
Yep. Oh, okay. I thought they... Okay, well, we'll get back to that in a sec. He was um, on the COVID list. He was in, I believe he's he off now. I will bet off. that while you can keep going as long Sounds as there good. isn't a shiny object in my field of vision. Brady is on another level right now, and he'll be a top 12 QB this week in a heated matchup. 4.25 stars. That's a heated matchup, folks, with a little hot plate under it, you know. So, on to the running backs that I hate. Uh, Rojo, that one's just for Josh, Lenny, Fournette, and Geo. Jones started, but Fournette out-touched him 15-7. I want no part to do with this backfield, but if there is a guy to be had, it's Fournette. 1.5 stars, bench the rest. Chris Godwin, another nice week from Rod God as he scores again, averaging 9 targets, 83.5 yards, and 1 touchdown a game. He is the wide receiver, 13 on the season. His targets dropped a bit. But I wonder if Tama pulled out their starters because it was such a blowout. Mm. I'm not sure about that. Well, I think Gronk will be featured. I'm sorry. Well, I think Gronk will be featured a bit more in this matchup. Godwin is still able to go off at any time and seems to have a rapport with Brady. So I'm going to give him a solid four stars. Mike Evans. Evans showed up with big, showed up big with two touchdowns and nine targets in week two. This is kind of Got what him. we expected. But it was nice to see that there was enough to go around this week for Evans and Godwin. With A.B. out. Question mark? With A.B. out? I think we see more tight. Are you tight legit end. asking? Yeah, I am. To be determined. He, okay. has, he, has to, he has to pop. He didn't test positive for COVID. But so he, he can still play tests. with two negative tests. All right. Which, yeah. knowing knowing how the league loves Tom Brady, he'll probably come back with two negative tests, even though he probably has like 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 airborne syphilis. With AB out, I think we see more two tight end sets, and Evans sees more looks. Also, three point five stars for Mike Evans. Uh, if AB goes, I'm gonna lower Godwin to three point seven five stars, lower Evans to three stars, and AB is gonna get three stars also because fence riding. Gronk, he's virtually tied with Kelsey for tight end one. He looks young. Uh, four touchdown leads the league at tight end. Uh, nope. Should, should be hot. What? Oh, um, fantasy points. He's not number yeah. one. Oh, oh he's yeah, tied. Yeah. He's got four touchdowns. Uh, yeah, his volume's a bit lower, uh, but very efficient. Uh, should be highly featured in this one since tight end seems to be the only perceived weakness for the Rams. Doyle for the Colts week two received eight targets and caught five of them for 64 yards. Nothing nice. not too bad. Uh, and Komet had that nice, terribly misleading week one with nice usage, catching five out of seven targets for 42 yards. Yes, that one was for you, Josh. Gronk should have a nice day and probably score here. 4.5 stars. On to, well, oh yeah, we already did AB. On to the Rams. How dare you besmirch Cole Komet. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. Stafford and Cup are cooking and the Tampa defense isn't playing well. The Bucks have given up 684 passing yards in two weeks, bad enough for third worst, also tied for six most touchdowns given up with five, and ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. This will be a duel of veterans on new teams with lofty aspirations. Yes, I know it's not a brand new team for Brady. Five stars for Stafford. Daryl Henderson. Now let's talk hey. rushing defense. Tampa is great once again. It would seem after two weeks they yeah. have second best with 115 rushing yards given up total. Only one rushing, uh, only one rushing touchdown given up. Only 11th best versus fantasy backs. But you know, that was thanks mostly to Cordero Patterson catching a 27-yard touchdown and running one in in week two. 
So I'm not saying omit it, but I'm saying I'm definitely taking that into account when I think about the rushing defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm, I'm not... saying fake news, fake news. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Henderson has been very solid. He's the RB6 on the year. He also seems to have the lead job sewn up. That's a 94% snap share in week one, 68% in week two. Sony did spike a little with a 27% snap share in week two, but I think it's just fine. Yeah. But with this Tampa D still being dominant versus run and having given up a butt ton of passing yards to Dallas and Atlanta. I expect a pass centric attack for Stafford and the Rams. Still Henderson is flex worthy with three stars. Cooper cup. Well, it seems clear. We were right. That cup would be the better fantasy wide receiver on the Rams. He is the wide receiver one in the league right now. Thanks in large part to the leading. Thanks in large part to leading the league in receptions with 16 and fifth in targets with 21. Coincidentally, guess who's first in targets CD with 24. Pass save approach means Cup's cup goes off. Five stars for Cooper Cup. Robert Woods. Oh. Should be enough volume for Woods to do some damage too. Not to mention he had his best game of the season versus this very similar Tampa defense last year where he caught 12 of his 15 targets for a score and scored. 3.5 stars for Robert Woods. On to the third receiver, Van Jefferson. Fun fact, I legitimately thought this guy's last name was Van Jefferson, and everybody just always called him by his last name, like Dick Van Dyke. I also learned that Dick Van Dyke, is, I believe his last name is actually Dyke, and Van is a middle name. Last fun fact, I promise. Jefferson's first name is actually Vanchi. That's V-A-N-C-H-I. So yeah, Van Jefferson. I'm an idiot. Snap percent was slightly skewed. I thought skewed. you said Comanche, and I'm like, I don't think that's... No, Vanchi. Vanchi or Vancy. Vanchi. Pretty sure it's Vanchi. Okay. Uh, his, his snap percent was slightly skewed in Cup's favor in week one, but came back to a very close even split in week two for the three Rams wideouts, with each playing 100, 98%, and 92% respectively. So Cup, Woods, Van Jefferson. I mean Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson will have these disappearing act games. Nothing surprising here, but he is a threat to score in a matchup like this. Tied for the highest over under at 55 and a half points. I'm going to give him 2.75 stars to give him in that. Well, he's a receiver, so there's that. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Uh... <laughs> I'm still I'm still on Mr. Jefferson, a.k.a. Van Jefferson. <laughs> oh, my God. Get on with it, man. I'm trying. I'm I want to hear about uh, what's his face? Tyler Higby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Similar to Van Jefferson, Higby could have dud games, but is involved most weeks and could score here. Tampa gives up the 12th most fantasy points to tight ends. And again, have given up a ton of passing yards in the first two weeks. Uh, Pitts pulled in five of his six targets for 73 yards in week two. Uh, week one, Dallas, uh, Dalton Schultz and Jarwin combined for nine for nine uh, for their catching nine of their targets for 65 yards pretty good so i like higby this week no touchdowns to tight ends yet for tampa but 77 yards per game that's third worst give me three and a half stars for higby and that is my last matchup josh i legit thought when you said like van jefferson you were gonna say i thought that tyler higby was his last name <laughs> and his first name was like <laughs> no space. or something and everyone just called him tyler h-i-g BWE, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was, I, I had to include that Van Jefferson. I really thought it's because isn't that like a, I don't know if it's like 
European or Swedish or what, but like Van Jefferson, Van Dyke. Like I always thought that was like the whole first name. I'm sorry, the whole last name. Like Leonardo da Vinci just means he's from Vinci or Well, Vienna that one's that's Da Vinci. Yeah. Uh, oh, does it? Is that what that means? Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah. His name is Va- first name is Van, his second his last name is Jefferson. Like everyone in the world already thought. Let's move on to the Not this Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Aaron Rodgers, this is a difficult diff, this is a difficult Game call week. on Rodgers <laughs> after what he did in week 1 versus what he did in week 2. Mm-hmm. And even in week 2 he didn't have a lot of yards. He just had a lot of touchdowns to Aaron Jones and and to um Earl Fish, to Vontae Adams, right? Anyways, in week 1 the Niners let Jared Goff rack up Garbage time fantasy points in week two. They stifled uh, Jalen Hurts in the passing game. So I'm, it's it's hard. it's a like I said, it's a really tough call. But I'm gonna go with the hands down future Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers. He looked good last week. It was against the Lions, but you know I've got faith in Rodgers. So I'm gonna go four stars here. On Aaron Jones, uh, like I just mentioned, or uh, like I mentioned earlier, Aaron Jones had four touchdowns last week on Monday Night Football. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't think that he's going to do it again, but I think Jones has should have a solid game against the Niners. D. They, the Niners, are giving up 133.5 rushing yards per game and 22.3 fantasy points per game. Both of those are in bottom 10 of, of their respective categories, and A.J. Dillon is just not really getting enough work to really cut into that 22.3 fantasy points. So I'm, I think Jones is locked and loaded for a good game this week. Not four touchdowns. Good, but I'm still going to give him four and a quarter stars. Devontae Adams. Do you think that Devontae Adams feels a little left out on the whole Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones? Do you think that he wishes that he was Aaron Adams? No. Okay. I do. Okay. Probably not. Maybe Um, Maybe it'll be in his contract. He has to legally change his name. Sign that new deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to PFF, uh, Devontae Adams has the best matchup this week against the opposing uh, 49ers cornerbacks and with a 98.4 percentile here. That's pretty good. Um, despite the This is despite the 49ers allowing only 17.3 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Four stars for Adams here as well. I'm guess I'm misremembering all my grades from earlier when I was like, oh, just like three-star... Tracy start um, Thursday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move on to Robert Tunyon, who is getting three stars and also three quarters as well. Uh, he looks to, um, he looks to get a lot of outside linebacker Aziz Al Shair, who has a PFF grade of 42.9. That's not good folks. The Niners in general have been allowing 10 and a half fantasy points to opposing tight ends, which is the ninth most. That bodes well for Mr. Tunyon. My only problem with Tunyon here is that he scored just a 44, I'm sorry, 40, 14 and a half total fantasy points this season. That's seven and a quarter per game. I think he is, I think he belongs in that gray area, like with Noah Fant and that tight end dart, like better than the tight end dart throw, but he's still not good or elite. So you're starting Robert Tunyon. I just, I, I, I wish there was more production from him. Just not a lot of really It's not a lot of volume right now, but he did catch yeah. the touchdown. Yeah. 
We'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the, the story is in another couple weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo here on the 49er side of the ball. He's averaging just 17.6 points per game, which I thought was weird. Like I like I thought he was doing better than that. But I guess um, you know, when you don't watch every single game in the world, it's kind of hard to get, you know, you just have these kind of thought he was doing better than that um the packers are only allowing 193 passing yards per game that is seventh best that's pretty good the problem with that stat is that Jameis winston only threw for 148 yards in week one because they just that was just like it was a weird statistical anomaly or whatever and but last week Goff only threw for 246 too neither of those are all that great and jimmy g has a chance to, to be on the higher end of that that range of 148 to the 246 but and i picked up jimmy garoppolo in our Superflex league and i'm currently having my starting roster so mm-hmm. you know like i just like i have confidence that garoppolo can do something this week the, but the, the last thing i have to say is and this is against him he's only thrown one touchdown in each game so three stars for jimmy garoppolo on to elijah mitchell 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 it sounds like he's not going to play this week um, if he does, if he doesn't play, and Trey Sermons ends up doing so, I believe we start. We said at the top of the show that the Packers are giving up the second most points and yards to opposing backs. So whoever is playing in the 49ers I, for the uh, whoever the running back is for the 49ers this week, I'm you got to give him at least a three star rating, right? Like you have to be, at least consider him in your flex, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Which my which honestly could be Carry on Johnson. He is on their practice squad. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Debo Samuel, I'm giving you three stars. This is this is bad and it hurts me to say this, but uh whether Debo is going up against Jair Alexander, who is PFF's twenty second cornerback, or their their rookie corner, whose name I didn't write down. Weirdly, even though I thought I did, that would be the Packers corner, who is uh, ranked ninth. It's going to be a tough day. Debo is currently the wide receiver three through the first two first two weeks, and it's going to be nearly impossible to sit him. It really will be. I'm going to have problems sitting him, but just don't expect the 20.3 points per game that he's been averaging so far. On uh, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, you know, not Travis Kelsey. Uh, four and a quarter stars here. The Packers are giving up the third most points to opposing tight ends at 14.3 points per game. So if Kittle goes and has a good game, even though he's been putting up a couple of clunkers so far this year, I think that we might want to start thinking about starting tight ends against the Packers. Yeah. That's all the matchups, Chris. That's all of them. Real quick, before we sign off, it it says that uh, CMC has a hamstring injury. That's what my phone says. That's what you said. I just had to confirm it before I like ghost added your ass. Um, if CMC is going to miss multiple weeks like he did last year with a hamstring injury, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, how much how much fab are you spending on him? Uh, fun fact: they had uh, the other guy come in for a snap, but then Hubbard came right back in uh, to answer your question. Uh, I Real think quick, just throw a number out there. 20%. I'm going I'm, tops. What? 20% tops. Probably more like 18%. Well, tops. let's see what let's see what he does by the end of this uh, by the end of this game. But yeah. this is uh I'm yeah. thinking like 25. This is 20? kind of this is kind of directly related because, you know, if you play good defense, which the Carolina 
Panthers have been the best defense in the league over two weeks. They just they probably just lost their starting rookie sensation quarterback J.C. Horn to an ACL. Probably, I'm wow. literally going off. I'm literally going off what it looked like when the injury happened and how quickly he turned to the sideline and waved. That's over. been that's been Doctor Chris. So um, you're, you're, yeah, right. So you're two and zero Panthers. Mm, you know that's a shame, man. And I think I think uh, Hubbard is a little less valuable with a worse defense if this guy makes that big of a difference. And again, we'll I see. don't think you, it's not, we all know it's not a one for one CMC like Davis did okay last year, but we know he's nothing special. 18% off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see. see what let's see what um he does by the end of this game and we'll cover this on let's go let's call that call me captain segue here. You can yeah. ch- check out that information and the Monday night matchup and last minute injury um, news and lineup questions with the Sunday stream. You can check right us out on, on our YouTube. YouTube channel. We we start at what ten a.m. every Sunday. We don't know where you live, so you do the math. We do know where you live. ten a.m. Central, but we yeah. really don't. But we do. So it's it starts ten a.m. Central time. We know where you live. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're checking us out in YouTube format, you can check us out on podcast. You know, if you don't like to take your YouTubes on the go, you can get your podcast wherever podcasts are available, and vice versa. If you're in podcast format and you feel like just checking out our ugly mugs on your tv or even your phone screen probably phone screen you don't want this face being that big um 4k you can check us out on you just go to youtube and search amazing fantasy football you can also check out our twitter at amazing ffb seven zero seven amazing fantasy seven i believe it is called amazing amazing fantasy seven yep I said it. Uh, I don't remember what it is. I that, I don't do to, I don't do the twitters. Seven yep. um, and check out in the show notes for whether it's in the podcast or on the YouTube channel for to join our Discord server. You can always like just kind of add us or even just throw general questions out there of lineup things too. Like everyone else in there, just some kind of some friends and 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 family and whatever that's there. That we just have a good time in there. So yeah. A, literally a ball we have ball. one ball in there and we throw it around like children <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's been our show everyone uh, that was the worst outro ever good night later or day